If your life right now does not look the way that you want it to, you're going to have to clear space to allow it to come in. And here's the thing about growth. The reason why so many people avoid or sidestep this work, it's because of what you may have to lose to get to where you're going. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we're going to be talking about clearing energetic space in your life. And I'm actually going to give you some really specific tools about how to do a bit of an audit in your life. This is actually something that I I use with clients sometimes as well, um, depending on what they've got going on. And just this entire idea of managing your energy as opposed to managing your time. And it's interesting because in, in our, like culturally, we tend to get so caught up and, and myself included in the, the time management aspect of things. We think to ourselves, okay, I'm just not managing my time very well. Or um, how do I save time? How do I do this? How do I do that? To, to almost collapse time in some ways. And we try to learn all the time management techniques and, and everything. There's, there's so many resources out there that are dedicated to that. And we we feel like that is the what we need to focus on because time you know time is time is money <laughs> as that old saying goes and and there's we only have so many hours in the day there's even that meme that always floats around about uh you know we have you have the same number of hours in the day as as beyonce now listen that <laughs> i bow down to queen queen b just like anybody else but that that meme does not take into account uh the various other resources that she has at her disposal that the average human does not. And that ties in with the conversation around energy because I was very much the person who used to say that time was our most valuable resource because you can't get it back. And that's true. But your energy is a resource far more valuable than time. And the reason why that is, is because you can take, uh, we've all had this experience where there's a task that you need to get done. And if you are low energy, uh, if you're tired, if you're drained, um, all these different things, then that, that one task that would normally take you, say, half an hour can take you three hours to get the same thing done and you're even more tired at the end of it than you would have been had your energy been high when you started the task. And this ties in a lot with our relationships too because there are 
people in our life that we may find light us up in this really beautiful way. They're, they're magnetic and, and we, feel, we feel filled up afterwards, after an interaction with them. And then we also may run into people where we feel drained after an interaction with them. We feel run down, like exhausted, right? And that's just one example. And, and we're going to talk about a few different areas of this where it can also be um, like clearing energetic loose ends in your physical space and stuff as well. But I think this is really important to talk about this aspect of energy because you need to be discerning with where you spend your energy. Think of your energy as, as currency, okay? And when you wake up in the morning, hopefully you have had a good night's sleep, like all these different things. And there's a lot of different factors that play into this other than just the basic self-care stuff like sleep, by the way. And, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more. But um, let's say that you had a fantastic day the day before. You spent it with people who fill you up. You um, did all kinds of, I don't know, you, you played, you had fun, you, you allowed yourself to feel free. Then you had a great night of sleep. Um, you, you ate foods the day before that gave you all kinds of really great energy, all those things. So all of these things factor into this because everything from the foods that we, that we consume that can make us feel sluggish or, or run down, right? The, uh, the way that we treat ourselves, the way that we talk to ourselves, if you're talking shit to yourself constantly and have this running narrative in your head about what a piece of shit you are and how terrible you did that task or, or something like that, do you think you're going to have more energy than the person who talks well about themselves? No. The person who, who shows themselves compassion and has positive self-talk is going to be able to have higher energy levels than the person who treats themselves like garbage in every sense of the word. So are you, are you moving your body? Are you surrounding yourself with people that you genuinely care about and, and adore and that, that lift you up and that you're able to do the same for them? Um, and that, that can't be our lives necessarily 24 seven. I get that, but it, we're, we're talking kind of from an overall perspective here. Are you having conversations that you may have put off in the past? So, because that can weigh us down too. The, the, the weight of unsaid words and unexpressed emotion can weigh us down too. So all of these different things play into our energy. And again, this is just one aspect. Like I, I could go on all day about the number of things that, that affect our energy on an intimate level. Like doing doing work uh, all the time and, and tasks all the time that, that you hate doing, uh, but forcing yourself to try and, and do all the things anyway. Again, we all have to adult. We all have to do things sometimes that we don't love, like, I don't know, taxes or uh, cleaning the kitchen or whatever whatever those things are, right? But I'm talking on a, on a more little bit more macro perspective. All of these things impact our energy. And we, we have the ability to be discerning with where we spend that energy because our energy is a currency. It is a resource and your attention and your energy is worth a lot. It is worth a lot. So where are you spending your attention? 
Where are you directing your energetic resources in your life? Are you opening your eyes in the morning and the first thing you do is open Instagram and you're scrolling and listen, I, again, I've done that too sometimes and I don't feel great afterwards because what that means is that we are then immediately, as soon as we open our eyes, when we are freshly conscious and, and like this, this beautiful blank slate for the day, we are immediately directing all of our energetic resources to anyone that we've hit follow on the internet. And it's a really quick way to drain yourself when that should hopefully be the the perfect time of day where your battery feels fully recharged. And we need to really start to notice where we are directing our energetic resources. So I'm going to get to the audit in a second, but I also want to talk about before we, before we get into the audit, because this is important too the idea of clearing energetic loose ends. And this can come in a variety of different forms. And and again, this will, we'll go through more of this in the actual audit, but we've all had that experience of tasks that are kind of weighing on us that we've been putting off for weeks, months, even years, potentially. I've got a couple personal stories that I'll share with you about Times when I've like put things off and and the result that has come from putting them off on, on my energy. Um, maybe there are conversations that you want to be having. Maybe there are ideas that you have that you would love to act upon and you just haven't found it in you to actually proceed forward with that. Well, the weight of, of the idea that is unexpressed sitting within you is actually, it's like carrying around a dead weight at times because expressing the idea, if you're, if it's something you're excited about, it will light you up. But when it sits inside of you without ever being expressed, it will probably eat you up instead. Then there is our, our physical space, our physical space. If you have a physical space that is incredibly cluttered, then that can end up turning into mental clutter. And if you have uh, sort of a Monica closet, you know what I mean, <laughs> from Friends, when, when Monica has that, that closet, she's like the neat freak on the show, but then they realize that she's got this closet that is like super messy and just full of all kinds of, all kinds of crap. And, <laughs> and if you have a space like that where you're kind of like fairly let's say neat, neat and tidy overall, uh, maybe kind of like fairly minimalist, all of those things. And, and, but you have this, this one particular room or this one particular space that feels super cluttered and heavy and, and your energy kind of like dulls when you even think about going in that room. Maybe that's the safe space for the old version of you or for an old version of you. And that, that area, that space is where you go or even, even just in your mind, not necessarily physically, but where you go in your mind to feel safe, to feel protected for that old version of you. There are so many different aspects to this. And, and when it comes to an energetic audit, I'm going to give you three sort of main sections that I want you to, to think about. And ideally, if you can put pen to paper for this, so you can either hit pause on this podcast 
if you have a chance to put pen to paper or like in your notes app or whatever, um, or come back to it later and, and make note of this so that it's, it's a task that you can do later on because I think that this can be really enlightening for you. So for this energetic audit, number one, I want you to pay attention to the way you feel after interactions with different people. So the reason why I mention this is that sometimes we, we, we don't always have the awareness of how certain people make us feel until we actually start paying close attention to it. And we can leave a particular interaction feeling like a little bit down or drained or like super fired up or something like that. But we don't necessarily associate that with the interaction. We might just associate it with something else. And of course, there can be a variety of reasons why that happens. But we are deeply impacted by our interactions with other humans. Our energy is so deeply impacted by that. So number one, pay attention to the way you feel after interactions with different people. Do you feel lit up? Do you feel energized or, or even inspired? Or do you feel drained, exhausted, down? Like noticing when some people leave us drained, by the way, it doesn't mean that we cut them out of our lives. That's simply bringing awareness to our energy and how it's affected by certain dynamics and it points out where we may need to create better boundaries for ourselves or with others as well. So if you have somebody in your life um, who, you know, plays an important role in your life and they kind of bring you down a little bit, then maybe you just need to establish better boundaries with yourself and the way that you show up with them um, and, and to establish better boundaries with them too, to maybe have an uncomfortable conversation. So that's something that we need to think about. Number two, with the energetic audit. And by the way, so with the, the first one about paying attention to the way you feel after interactions with different people, that may not, you may not be able to make that list immediately. And that might be a little bit of an ongoing list for maybe a couple weeks or maybe a month as you have different interactions with different people. And then you can start to really notice and start paying attention to the way that you leave that interaction. How does your energy feel after the fact? Number two of the energetic audit is to make a list of the things that are weighing you down energetically. And this could be a wide variety of things. So this could be tasks that you've been putting off. It could be physical clutter that's been weighing on you. It could be conversations that you've been avoiding. Anything else that you can think of. Um, I've talked to people where they decided to um, they, they've been putting off getting their driver's license for years and years. I know several people I, who are in this position, by the way. And that's something that they realized has been energetically weighing them down because it's always kind of just hovering in the back of their mind is like that thing that they want to do or that thing that they feel like they should do maybe. And they just never kind of make it a priority or get around to it for, for whatever reason. There could be a wide variety of reasons but it's still weighing on us and it's affecting our energy. It's like, it's like that saying about lifting a weight off our shoulders. That, that is because we can feel it in our energy field. So make a list of the things that are weighing you down energetically. And that doesn't just mean making yourself a to-do list because there's a difference. If, if there are tasks that you need to get done um, on, on a daily basis or this week or something like that, that you know you'll you'll get done and yes they, they might be weighing on you a little bit but you'll know that you'll accomplish them that's a little bit different so make put that on a to-do list <laughs> but what are 
the, the sort of the things that are weighing you down energetically in a bigger way. And that doesn't have to mean that they're big tasks or that they're monumental or something like that. It can be really tiny things that we've just been putting off and putting off and that they've been weighing us down in a huge way. There was even um, when I was in my house, I there were <laughs> six years that I lived there, there was a desk in the basement, in the corner. And I am very, like, pretty pretty neat and, and tidy. That's just kind of how I've always been. But there was this one desk in the corner of the basement where we didn't usually go. And I kept allowing paperwork to pile up there and pile up and pile up and pile up. I allowed it to pile up for basically the entire six years that I lived there. <laughs> and when I finally sorted the paperwork and cleaned it up because I was selling the house, <laughs> I set aside an entire day to do it. I was done in less than half an hour. <laughs> and I thought to myself, wow, I need to remember how long I put this off and how much it weighed me down energetically every time I would pass the desk or even think of that particular desk with all the paperwork all over it, like in a total mess. And the fact that it took so much less time and energy than I thought it was going to. It, it was, it's always such a reminder to me and that, that, that one has really stayed with me. The third part of the energetic audit is clearing space in your calendar wherever possible. What tasks do you need and want to do? And what tasks does someone else want you to do? I want you to notice the difference and the energetic weight of each of those things. And if you can, rearrange your calendar accordingly. So what tasks do you need and want to do? Or it might be need or want to do, one or the other. And what tasks does someone else want you to do? That's a really great way to start with that. The other thing that I'll always talk about is, is clearing space in your life. And that's, that's a big part of this, including with your calendar. Leave space for the magic to come in. Leave space for the magic to come in. If you have a calendar that is constantly booked back to back 24-7, first of all, I know that it can feel difficult to create the space, but this is partly why you're doing this energetic audit too, because if you are able to start showing up with better energy and being more discerning with the, the currency that is your energy, then you'll be able to show up more fully engaged to the tasks or uh, for the people that you want to. And that's then going to leave you with, with the ability to manage your energy that much better. If you go into interactions, conversations, tasks, whatever it is, feeling super drained, we all have had this experience. You will not come out the other side feeling nearly as good as if you are able to fully focus and engage with a task, with a person, with uh, a conversation, and to have a completely different experience with it as a direct result of your energy. So just a quick review in the audit here. Pay attention to the way you feel after interactions with different people. That's number one. Number two, make a list of the things that are weighing you down energetically. That can be tasks, physical clutter, conversations, anything else that you can think of, conversations you've been avoiding. Number three is to clear space in your calendar wherever possible. 
So you're going to need to do an audit of your calendar first and then see where you can actually clear space for that. When you have done all of the, all of these things, not only will you have been able to clear some space, you will be able to show up with a new fresh energy. All of this begins to clear space for new and incredible growth too and healing and for life, for your life to have enough room to come in and to take shape. If your life right now does not look the way that you want it to, you're going to have to clear space to allow it to come in, to allow it to rearrange the way that you want it to look like and to feel like. And here's the thing about growth. The reason why so many people avoid or sidestep this work, it's not just because doing the work of this or, or doing the work of you know an energetic audit or something like that itself is hard. It's because of what you may have to lose to get to where you're going. And I understand that so deeply, so deeply, because this has always been, it, it, this is in the back of, of all of our minds, usually. What if getting to where you're going meant letting go of meaningful relationships, a familiar job, or even letting go of dreams you've been deeply attached to because there's even more available to you that you may or may not even be able to fathom right now. There was a business coach that I worked with uh, years ago and she had me do an exercise about um, journaling around what my ideal day looked like. My, my ideal day and my ideal life, like, like a snippet of what that would look like in the future. And I really struggled with it. And it, it seems like a silly thing to struggle with, but I was in a, a nine-year relationship at the time. I've talked about that before on, on episode 117 and, and a variety of other episodes. And that relationship meant so much to me that I kept putting him and, and the relationship itself above my own needs, above my own desires, above everything else in my life including the relationship with myself. And when I sat down and, and I sat down multiple times to do this journal exercise because she kept asking me if I'd done it yet. And I'm like, no, no, I haven't done it yet. So I would finally sit down to do the journal exercise and I would struggle with it and go back and forth because every time I went to do the journal exercise about what my ideal life looked like, my current partner did not fit into my ideal life. So I kept rearranging everything and going, okay, well, no, he, he wouldn't like that. And, and no, he wouldn't be down with that. And, and this wouldn't work because of him. And, and, and I kept rearranging everything to make him and our relationship fit into my ideal day. So it kept never actually being my ideal day at the end of the exercise, at the end of the journal exercise, because I would look back at it and, and I was I was glad that he was in it because I had originally, I, I, that was what I kept doing. I, I kept rearranging everything to make him and the relationship fit into it. And I was, I was good with that, sort of. But there was another part of me going, no. Like, you want so much more than this. And you know that he and this relationship does not fit into where you're going. But I was so afraid to let go of that, that it was a struggle and I didn't want to face it. 
And it wasn't until the relationship blew up in a very dramatic fashion. That's what I go into more on that episode that you can go go listen to. I there was it created a clearing of my life. And not just from that, but then I I burned my life down in nearly every single area of my life when that relationship ended. And the clearing of my life from top to bottom that had to take place in order to make room for the life I had always wanted and everything that I've been lucky enough to welcome in with it, it required me to burn everything down. And people questioned me at the time. They couldn't understand why I was like burning so many areas of my life down and I was just cutting things out and I was I was changing everything from top to bottom and this is why so many people don't want to truly grow because I knew that I was being presented with a very unique opportunity to write myself a completely new story and to write the fucking journal entry that I wanted to write that looked like what I wanted my life to look like your new life is going to cost you your old one And that means something very different for everyone. So I don't want that to scare you in the sense of like, if you're in a a beautiful, happy, healthy, fulfilling relationship, that you're going to have to say goodbye to that relationship. Absolutely not. Or any other major area of your life. What it can mean is perhaps anything from uh, a, a different, having different conversations in that relationship to make it even more deeply fulfilling. It might mean letting go of, painful yet deeply comfortable and familiar negative beliefs you hold about yourself to make way for new beautiful things to flow. It might mean um, maybe moving to a different location or uh, it, it, it can be something simple. It can mean like a promotion at your job. It can mean switching industries. It can mean it doesn't have to mean super, super drastic things but it can. And I just want to give you that reality because I know that that part is scary. I know it's scary. And I also know that you are strong enough to be able to move through what comes of that. And, and this energetic clearing can make space for so many beautiful things to flow into your life. The other part of this conversation around an energetic audit that I didn't even sort of make like an official category of it is to realize and and understand that we're all going to go through cycles in life. We're always going to go through cycles where sometimes we have more energy than others. And this can come in the form of uh, seasons, which I've spoken about before in this podcast, where you may be going through a, a winter season where it kind of feels like nothing's really happening. Maybe you don't feel very creative. Uh, you feel a little bit sort of lethargic, um, just kind of wondering what your next step is, all these types of things. That can be like your winter. Spring will come because spring always does. And then you'll notice an adjustment in your energy. And so you can look at it seasonally. And I don't necessarily mean seasonally lining up with the actual seasons of nature. Like your winter may not be the same as, as winter outside. <laughs> your winter might come when it's summer outside. <laughs> it's, it's, totally, it's totally different. But we are certainly tied to nature in some ways. The other ways that, that these cycles can come is for women there can very often be a natural cyclical rhythm to that lines up with our monthly cycles too. 
So there are, you can, you can, I'm not going to turn this into a whole podcast about that, but there are times of the month where, um, you are much more creative, very naturally. Um, you have a lot more energy, kind of like more spring in your step, all these types of things, like more, more creative, more productive, like all of that. And then there are going to be other times where you need more rest and you, you can actually base like your, your work schedule. I mean, if you're fortunate enough to sort of run your own schedule, you can base your schedule around that. Even if you have a, a, a job where you work for somebody else, there may be ways where you could potentially maybe structure certain meetings or um, certain work projects around particular times of the month. And this is very real. This is very real. This is totally backed by science. I even actually spoke to uh, a male today who mentioned that he has started noticing that, and, and he was he was telling me this with sort of surprise, like he could hardly believe it. <laughs> but he said that he has finally actually started to notice that he feels like his energy cycles a little bit with the moon and that there are certain uh, phases of the moon, like more around the full moon, where he feels like he has a lot more creativity and way more energy and stuff like that. And then other times where he just is sort of like lying low and conserving his energy more. So this can come from all different angles. And just understand that even within the course of a single day, your energy will fluctuate and everyone has a little bit of a different rhythm. So we can look at like circadian rhythms with that. Um, there, there will be natural cycles that you have yourself that may be different from somebody else's. So maybe you're somebody who does your best work first thing in the morning. Maybe you are a night owl and you feel like you do your best work at, at midnight and between midnight and 3 a.m. <laughs> like there are people like that, right? So it's going to look different for everyone. And it's about tuning in to what works for you, auditing yourself auditing your own life, auditing your own natural rhythms and seasons, auditing your relationships, your calendar. Like there's no, the reason why this is an audit is, is, and, and that it's something that you have to do is that, yes, of course, there's, there's science to point us in, in particular directions and research and stuff like that, where we can go, okay, like these are the times where I'm much more likely to have more, uh, more energy to, to, have a different energetic cycle than at a different time of the day or month or season or whatever. But ultimately it comes down to you and it's going to be different for each individual, especially let's say that uh, you're undergoing some enormous life event. So let's say that you just moved across the country or you uh, just either ended or started a relationship. Like all of these different kind of like really major life events, maybe somebody close to you passed away or um, so many different, so many different aspects. Maybe your kid is having a really hard time right now. So you're pouring a lot more energy into your child. There can be so many different things that shift and change our energetic cycles. So you can be doing all of the right things in all of the areas, but you have this where, where maybe you are also in an energetic cycle where technically knowing what you know about yourself, your energy should be super high, but you've got this other huge thing going on in your life that even if it's a positive thing, it doesn't have to mean it's a negative thing. I think it can be a super positive thing too. It can still just mean that it's taking a lot of energy. 
So then that is going to affect how your energy levels feel and, and how they look like in other areas as well. So this is why there's, there's no exact blueprint that I can hand to you saying, this is exactly what you do to manage your energy because everyone is different. We all have our own unique energetic blueprint that we kind of have to figure out for ourselves. You have to be your own detective to figure this out and to, to learn what affects you compared to what affects somebody else. There can be all kinds of things. I, like I am highly attuned and hyper, I am extremely sensitive to energy. Very, very sensitive. Like far more so than I even realized. Um, it's only in the past few months it, even that I've started to understand just how sensitive and attuned I am to energy. And I have had to put a lot more focus into place and around creating particular environments for myself and uh, paying very close attention to who I surround myself with and boundaries and, and all of these different things. And all of that has helped me to manage my energy in a completely different way than I've ever experienced before. And I've talked about this a couple times briefly, but there was a period of time um, last year in, in 2021, in 2020 as well, but especially uh, I'd say about spring of 2021, where I was experiencing such energy dips that I thought there was something physically wrong with me. I, I was actually having like blood work done. I was having everything checked out. I was certain that there must be something physically wrong and nothing nothing could be found, nothing. And it wasn't until several months later when I started really going deep into this work and working with a spiritual mentor and all these different things that I started to better understand energy. And when I, I started understanding it better and started shifting how I was using my energy, how I was managing my energy, where I was directing my energy, the different things that were affecting, like understanding the different things that were affecting my energy, everything changed. Everything changed. And now I can pick up so fast when my energy is being affected. But that's also my responsibility. So your energy is yours to manage. It is not somebody else's responsibility to take care of that for you. If, if somebody else is crossing boundaries with you, and that's one source that you pinpoint as, as being a drain on your energy, don't start pointing the fingers at, at them and, and getting pissed off with them if you aren't both communicating and holding that boundary. That is up to you. That is your responsibility to manage your energy. But that's also incredibly empowering that, that you get to manage this. You get to figure this out. You get to create your own energetic blueprint that is completely unique to you. And what a beautiful gift that is. I want you to make space for everything that you're welcoming in and ask yourself, what are you ready to step into? And what is one thing that you can do today, especially after you do your energetic audit? What is one thing you can do today to clear space, to be more discerning with your energy, to be able to show up in a more fully engaged way because you have done so much to protect your energy and to use it wisely. What does that look like for you? 
And I'd be interested to hear too, you know, if, if you end up doing a journal exercise, like this isn't something I typically assign to people, but I will ask people, you know, what do you want? And people always look perplexed when I ask them that. I'm like, really? Like, what, what do you want? What do you want from life, from your relationships, from yourself? What do you want? And we often don't actually let ourselves fully explore that concept because it can seem too scary. It can seem overwhelming, especially if it seems like such a long off, far distant reality from where we are right now. But that doesn't mean it's not possible. It absolutely can be possible for you. Sometimes it just means having some tough conversations with ourselves and really taking a hard look at where we're showing up in different aspects of our lives and and where we can start to manage our energetic resources in a much more sustained way. So let me know how this goes. I would love to hear how this audit goes. Um, I'd love to hear what you're clearing space for. Tell me all of the things. So I'm over at Emily Goff Coach. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. You can also email me as well if that's more your jam. And thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful to have your energy and your attention for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me, and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.